What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and I'm coming at you guys with another episode here today. We're getting back on the horse, trying to get some consistent episodes out to you guys. We had um, our new episode last week with Luke, who was talking all about healthy meal prep in his meal prep company that just came to Hamilton. And this week, we're going to dive into more of moving your body, being aware of your body, Um, We have Joanne on the podcast from Ben Yoga Studio here in Hamilton, and I'm super excited to chat with her all about her journey and what she does here at Ben. So Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. How has your morning been? Pretty good. A little sweaty. I know. How about you? Mine as well. (laughs) It was a pleasure. I'm always always excited to grab a kettlebell. Awesome. Um, And I guess I want to start there because I am very... um, not involved so much in the yoga community like I've dabbled a little bit but I don't do it consistently yeah and I when I experienced today I'm like okay this is different like this isn't what I would normally do in a yoga class (laughs) and even just um (laughs) even just looking at your your like website and kind of things you offer I would say it's it's not traditional in terms of just yoga is that fair to say absolutely yeah absolutely so you want me to start there yeah what kind of what kind of like led you to like add in some of those other things (sighs) like a kettlebell so um the things that we've added in it's all been in response to something so i started off in 2011 as a strict yoga studio that's all i did Mm. um kettlebells didn't come until 2015 and that was because I had an injury. And before that, I, I, just in hindsight, I remember I was running a teacher training program and one of my um, teacher trainers named Cheryl, hi Cheryl, if you're listening, um, and uh, she said for her practicum, she wanted to bring in weights. And I remember being, oh, I don't know, that's not traditional yoga, I don't know if that's gonna fit, do you really wanna do that? 
And then I had this injury and I went, I was up in North Bay and I went to my athletic therapist named James and I had to bring in weights to rehabilitate an overstretched shoulder. My, my rotator cuff, the subscap was completely overstretched. It was awful and I had to work with weights. And then that made me realize if this is happening to my body and I'm leading people through this practice daily and this is all we're doing. And then I started to realize we don't have any pulling action. We don't have any, you know, overhead motion except for what handstand like that's not great a great place to start gaining Mm -hmm. in strength so I had to kind of undo everything and so kettlebells was a way I don't know why I went straight kettlebells like like I just did I I didn't go become a personal trainer I didn't go do a fitness class certification I went straight to a gatsu fitness and was like let's lift I'm gonna do this and Sean, bless him, was like, eh, really? You've never lifted a weight before and you're going to do your kettlebell certification. I did. Nice. You know. Um, so it was in response to injury um, that that came about. But also because the reason kettlebells, I guess, is because I love to push it. Like I used to be um, hardcore volleyball, basketball, baseball, get dirty, get sweaty, you know, trash talk people in a fun way but like I liked to push I was even in the military yeah and I love that feeling so I would bring that to my yoga classes so how was I going to get that how was I going to maintain that feeling in my classes of let's get sweaty and not in a hot room not that I want to diss on hot yoga ever but I don't do hot yoga so how am I going to get that feeling I needed to bring something in because I couldn't continue with this vigorous flow of yoga with all these chaturangas, which are the push-ups down mm-hmm. when that was what destroyed my shoulder. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. How, what did you find like bringing something like that into like your community? Like how were people responding to that like change? What were you finding? At first it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful. Um, my the So I used to have a class called a vigorous flow because it was... <laughs> Wow. Like I would be in it and I'd close my eyes for a second and I'd, when I'd reopen them, everyone would be in child pose and I'm standing there doing something, you know, but I'd killed them. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, we shouldn't do that. It's bad for us. Oh, we shouldn't do too much of this. Oh, we should really consider this. Um, and there was a lot of pushback and it was heartbreaking, heartbreaking to watch those full waitlisted classes go to three, four people. But at the end of the day, what did I want to be? Popular or do what's right for your body? Mm. I had a choice. Mm -hmm. And I knew I've always had faith that it would just eventually the right people would find me again. Mm. And eventually those people would catch on. Unfortunately, I moved from North Bay. But I believe that that if I had stayed there, I would have created a huge kettlebell yoga community that it would have, they would have all, they would have all come over to my side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Like it is, it's definitely challenging to hold true to that when you're not getting the response that you that you like. Um, where do you think that comes from for you? Like, is there is that just something that has been in you for your life? Do you think there's certain situations that's built that kind of like muscle up for you to be okay with that? Well, I 
I certainly didn't open a yoga studio for the money. Right. And I didn't come into yoga for the money or popularity. I originally went to school for economics and was in the stock market for almost a decade. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I didn't, I didn't have joy. I didn't have full satisfaction out of what I was doing. So I did this because I wanted to be of service to people. And that's why I chose yoga because yoga helped me through a really hard time in my life. Um, and how was I going to be of service to people if I was potentially injuring them with repetitive strain? Mm. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be part of the problem anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think that's good. I think it's like, you know, we're always trying to do our best. And then once we learn a new thing or something that can add more to the community or be better for them, even though it might go against some of the things that we did in the past, it's probably a good idea to adopt. But it's very challenging to, to let go and move into that new thing. Yeah, I mean, I did my yoga teacher training almost 20 years ago now, which is crazy because I'm only 29 <laughs> same <laughs> but I remember I can actually still feel myself in the first class um it wasn't the first class I taught but the first class where I came up against someone who didn't fit in the box of what yoga offered so what I had learned in my teacher training and all of the possibilities so if someone couldn't do this what you would offer them instead right when I got my first person that didn't fall into that I had a choice and in that choice it was either I'm going to learn more to help them or I'm going to do what I've heard in other classes which is say oh it's your karma or right. oh just stay with it and eventually you'll get there I remember being in it going I've got to figure this out for you Mm. Okay, can, can, you, can you just give me a second? Can, can I just move? And I would move them around, like I did with you today when yep. I walked over. And I, but I mean, like, I'm talking like I brought extra blankets. I brought, I took some guy's shoe and I like put it under his knee. And he's like, oh, that, I, but I had it on top of a blanket. He needed a little extra support. But if I hadn't really taken the time to say, okay, what about this? You know, or moved somebody's arm once. You know, they had their arm like this and they had impingement in their shoulder, a feeling of impingement. I said, well, turn your hand. Does that feel better? Yeah. But that's not how the pose is done. Oh, so what? Right. Like, why does that have to be? If that's causing you pain, why do it? Mm -hmm. But it took... I, I, all, I think a lot of people believe that they have to be committed to this tradition. But if that commitment to a tradition is hurting people or not everybody falls into that little box of what that tradition is, then I think we just have to change the tradition. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard in the beginning. But I made a choice. Boom, and I've stuck with it. Yeah, and I like that, like uh, like being individual to the person. And that's something I noticed, like, coming in here. Um, outside of, like, you know, you, like, for example, today, helping guide me through that, like, correction and, like, uh, you know, watching you do the class, giving cues to people and and based on the individual. So there's one person in the class that probably, like, had some injury that was going on that couldn't do a variation of the movement, so you gave them something to modify versus, yep. like, you challenge someone else to go a little bit heavier with a load, yep. right? So, like, that individual aspect. But beyond that, I noticed, like, even just speaking to each individual individual person and making them feel special I guess in a way by addressing them by name asking them about their family like 
those were, those were things that really came to my attention, you know, walking in here. And I think that kind of speaks to what you just like hit on where it's like, okay, like we can have this tradition or this way of doing things, but how can we individualize it to make people get a good experience, still move their body, still get the benefits of doing it? So you touched on so many really important things to me there. So if you don't mind, I'd love to just, um, the, the, the part first of tailoring. So every single one of my classes, I sit there at night and people will say, well, why don't you do your programming, you know, throughout the week, you just decide what you're going to do. No, I never do that because I'm always going to change it anyway, because it is based on every person that is here. So I sit there at night before the class and I look to see who's registered and I know you know, um, Hillary this morning, I know I've got to be careful with her shoulder. I know Kathleen, I have to be careful with, so, and I know they're okay with me using their names, but yep. I know I've got little things. Mm-hmm. And then today she even told us, as you saw live, that was, she told us an issue. I don't know if you heard that, but she walked when she walked in, she was telling me about this buttocks issue she had. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we've got to do something extra for you today. We're going to put that in. That is all the time in there because we, so she had a glute med issue. Well, what if, what if I don't know that? And then I decide to do clams today, <laughs> right? And I'm going to overtone her, her glute med now or a minimum. It was her minimus, but anyway, same thing ish. Um, everything has to be tailored. And then I look at it like this. So if we worked, you know, we worked a little piriformis today. Well, great. You worked your piriformis and maybe hopefully you don't have an issue with your piriformis, but um, we can, the tailoring that happens for specific people is just extra for other people. Mm-hmm. So if you have something tight and we're going to stretch it, well, then you're just having some, a stretch there, but it all works out. It's, it's kind of magic. No, as it I is. See it. And I think, I think even on a bigger level than the specific exercise, it just shows that you're willing to help people in a way that's individual to them. So I think even just the moment of you, incorporating that into the workout today which wasn't on your plan by the sounds of it for that individual then makes the other individuals in the class be like oh okay like joanne cares about me these people like if i have something going on or i have something i want to work on and i mentioned that she's going to try and do her best to like address it so i think even the moment in and of itself is like a very powerful thing for people that's the whole reason i do this right like i if I wanted, I could quit my job, I could quit this right now, go work in the stock market and make a ton of money without caring about, caring about people. Mm-hmm. I know how to do that. <laughs> but I don't get anything out of that. I love people and I love connecting with people. That is my sole purpose in this world is to just feel deep connection, get to know somebody. You know, I'm, maybe I'm creeping you out by looking you right in the eye all no, the time. I like it. <laughs> I am a I looker. Um, but that's what I want, right? And so helping people and caring about them and letting them feel special, because they are, mm-hmm. not because it's not a business strategy. Right. It is, I truly love people. Um, it just works out that then we have a whole group that they're friends. Mm-hmm. I remember um, up in North Bay, it was really sweet. I mean, I'd been going to yoga studios for years um, and never really felt connected to anybody. 
And then I'm watching, it was a, I opened up in March, and that December I watched right before a class as people, they had made friends, and they were exchanging gifts mm. with each other. Yeah. These, you know, little groups of people, they met in that, in that studio. Yeah, it's cool. They are still friends to this day up in North Bay. They're still friends. I love that so much um, because the people who like connection find me. Yeah. Yeah, and people are drawn to that. The people who like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people don't, and that's okay. There's mm-hmm. other yoga studios that will do <laughs> other things, right. and that's okay. Yeah, and that's you the know? cool part about it. Yeah. Um, take me through the history of Bend. Like, when did it get started? How <laughs> do we get here? How do we have the, these lights and these doors and all this oh. stuff going on here? Oh, it's so big. So, uh, so I was in the stock market. I'm going to try and make this as quick as possible, but it's over 20 years old. Um, and I was really stressed. I had a really, a really high pressure job. And I was at work from six in the morning till seven, eight o'clock at night. And I worked weekends and, uh, it was <laughs> kind of sounds like what I do. right now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but it was constant. Um, and what I would do is I would steal away and I'd go to a yoga studio and I'd always practice yoga. You know, even when I lived back in Hamilton in the nineties, I practiced yoga here. And so I I started to really get into it. It wasn't just this once a week thing anymore. It was two, three times. And then I went off on stress leave and I was going every day. And it, and, um, I remember joking with my mom because, uh, when I was a little girl, she would, we'd wash windows together and she'd play this Helen Reddy um, record. And it would would go, you can bend but never break me. And I'd joke, I'd say, mom, I'm not broken anymore because Mm. yoga helped me just bend and we'd chuckle. So that was like 2001 to 2004. And then I just signed up for teacher training one day. I just signed up and I don't know what made me do it. And then I was in it and I quit my job. (laughs) I had nothing to do. And then I moved back to Ontario. Oh, I was in Vancouver at Mm -hmm. the time. Um, So then I moved back to Ontario. Then I decided I was going to, anyway, I ended up in North Bay because every yoga teacher needs an English degree. So I went back to school. Right. Um, And then as I was, I finished the English degree and I saw this coach, this like life coach. And she said, why are you working so hard on your backup plan? Why don't you just open a studio? You know, you want to teach yoga. So I did. And then it came back to me, this whole, you can bend, but never break me. You could, and it just kept repeating in my head. So it became bend. So I opened, I was so scared. Oh my gosh. I was so scared. Were people going to like me? I was quirky. Um, I crack jokes in class. I'm I'm not super flexible because I come from a you know a world of sport and running and you know not stretching like you know there was mm-hmm. no stretching. Um but what ended up happening was it created a space for people who didn't feel like they had to be super flexible that anybody could come if she could do it. If she could be unflexible and be a yoga teacher, then oh, she's going to show us how to get there. And that was the big difference is that I didn't come by this naturally. So I was able to help people 
get there. Yeah. Then Ben started to change. So I remember when I first, so I had been teaching for seven years before I opened a studio and, um, I was watching people. I mean, I thought yoga was going to cure everything, right? I'm saying this to a physio. Yeah. Okay. So you've got tight hips, stretch them. That's all you need. This is what I was taught. So I remember watching and people would come to me after a month and say, my hips still hurt. Mm. So that's when Thai massage came in. So I went and studied in Thai massage, not thinking I would ever be doing one-on-one Thai massage massages with people. I would walk around, I, and I still do, walk around during just strict yoga classes. And I'll massage people. You know, you have a sore buttocks, I'm gonna, or a sore low back, I'll massage your buttocks, sore shoulders, inner thighs. You know, it can get a little awkward sometimes. You yeah. know, I have to ask for permission. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sometimes I forget and it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's where that came from. It wasn't, uh, oh, we need something else in the studio. It was a call to what we have to do here. And like I said, kettlebells came around because of an injury. I then also did Masala Bhangra. I don't know if you saw that. I, I don't, don't even think know what that is. Eggs. It's like Zumba, but Indian style. Nice. Every once in a while, I think I should bring it back. It's super fun. Yeah. And, uh, and then I just, when I moved here, that's when I really started amping up with the kettlebells. But um, then I just decided spin. And I had a business partner at the time when I first opened. Um, and we just decided spin was going to happen. I didn't even, I hadn't taken a spin class in like 15 years. <laughs> but it was going to happen. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think I, I was reading somewhere on the website about like someone, there's like little questions that you guys had asked yourselves and answered, which I loved, by the way. Um, and there was one like, what is your proudest moment? And you kind of went on to talk about different things. And I think you ended up landing on this idea of like developing like this skill of just like doing it anyway. <laughs> and it's, yeah. that sounds exactly like your journey into where you are now. Yeah. Just do it. And I feel like it's a very, it's a very simple and like it's a simplified way of looking at things, which sometimes people get all up in arms about, but like just doing it, like what, why do you think people struggle with just doing it then? Oh, well, I mean, there's a whole bunch of reasons I'm sure, but psychologically we think we need to be perfect, Mm -hmm. right? We struggle with perfectionism. Um, And to be honest, mostly women struggle, right? These are not proper statistics, but I remember reading a book called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm -hmm. Great book. Um, She said something like, women could be 98% qualified for a job and decide that they need to go train for that extra 2% before they'll apply, but a man could be 27% qualified and say, eh, going to give it a shot (laughs) yeah right so now I'm and it wasn't that book that inspired it I just remember always having this idea that why shouldn't I what's the worst that's going to happen I'm going to fail great but I'm going to learn something Mm -hmm. so I just go for it yeah and I think it's probably happened by by probably sports you know I never felt like I was that great of an athlete but I always gave it my everything. Yeah. And my, I always made the track team. This is so funny. I made the track team. I was huge. I was this tall in grade six. I'm five seven. Right. It was enormous. So I made the track team every year and I came in last in every single 
thing they put me in. So finally, I said to my coach, why do you keep bringing me? He said, two reasons. A, you intimidate the other the other so yeah. people just look at you yeah. and they think you're gonna win because you're huge <laughs> yeah second thing is you fight hmm. nobody else fights as hard as you do you are so determined and you the rest of the team just follows you so we got to do it so i think that that attitude of i'm just gonna fight for that point like i'll break an arm to get a volleyball right like yeah i'll take somebody out i broken bones playing basketball <laughs> totally. but i think that's what it is mm. sport has just led me to just try it anyway because yeah, I, I shouldn't be a yoga teacher yeah <laughs> yeah i can relate to that i think that's similar a similar version of me as an athlete as well um and i think i learned a lot from sport too from that aspect the the funny i don't know funny is the right word the interesting thing about that idea of just doing it is the way that you build at least this is my thought on it the way that you build that muscle let's say is by actually just doing something that then triggers you like oh i can do this which then builds that muscle of like oh it doesn't really matter if i'm not like as flexible i can go into this yoga class and do it it doesn't really matter if i'm not the best runner i'm going to go and out to the to the running club and run like the more you actually just do those little things the more you build up that uh, attitude or that muscle of like well i'm just going to do it anyway and learn from it the best that i can but most people will not even dabble in that, which then keeps you from like building that confidence, I guess, in a sense. I was just going to say, that's yeah. actually the definition of confidence is the willingness yeah. to try. Yeah. So just trying will build your confidence and then it'll build you to go do something else. Like if someone came in here and I thought it was an, a good idea, I don't even know. I can't think of anything at this moment, but they were like, you should start this. I would go full into it. Like, like I said, had never swung a kettlebell in my life. Mm -hmm. And I show up in a Degatsu training. I'd never done it. But I, pa I, I even passed the course. Mm -hmm. to, I, almost, I couldn't walk for three days. But yeah. it, you, it's all confidence. Mm -hmm. and, and also just eventually you just realize you just don't care what people think anymore. And I think even that is people, you realize that people actually don't really care. Like we're so obsessed with this idea that like someone else is going to care so much about what we're doing in this yoga class. Like, when in reality, no one gives a shit about what you're doing. <laughs> Nobody cares. They're so focused on themselves that yes. they're not concerned about what you're doing. And that was a big thing for me that helped me get over that. I'm like, oh, I'm so worried about what this person's thinking when they're not even thinking about me. They're probably thinking about what I'm thinking about them. <laughs> and then that's stopping us from doing stuff. So that was a big thing as well, I think. And not everybody has to like you. True. Right? Like how many people are in, how many people are around in, in, in Dundas? I don't even know. 35,000 people? I don't even know. So let's Enough. just say that I become so popular that 35,000 people want to come to my studio. I don't have space. <laughs> yeah, you all, I don't want everybody to like me. Mm. You can't like me. You ha we all have to have these things. So just b being who you are and just trying the things that you want to do, that's the, the right people are going to find you. Mm -hmm. The people who get you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when you came back here and yeah. opened like this studio, how has that experience been being in Hamilton, Dundas area, opening your business here? Um, 
Well, North Bay was probably a little bit easier because I served tables for a long time up there. So I knew everybody in North Bay, a small community. Um, I had been gone from Hamilton for 20 years. So coming back and boom, opening up a space <laughs> was probably insane. But it's what I wanted to do. And there's nothing else I want to do. Like there is, if the, and also if the pandemic taught me anything, this is my life. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like a lot of businesses, probably should have closed, mm-hmm. right? It financially didn't make any sense. But it's what I love. So I just got to stick with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's not easy. It hasn't been easy. There's a, there's a lot here, right? Like there's lots of yoga, there's lots of gyms, there's lots of possibilities. Um, but I have, I have a great community. Um, we have great people here and I'm super committed to what we have. So yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not as easy as it was in North Bay. It was great up there. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that, that's also just maybe the amount of time you spent there. Like, yeah, like it was a perfect, it was a perfect, I mean, if I could, not that I had the time to do it all again, but really I should have come to Dundas, served tables for five years yeah. and then opened up and yeah. I would have known everybody and they would have been, oh, that crazy server, we're going to go. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't want to go serve tables again. <laughs> no, that's fair. The cool thing I've realized about being in like Dundas area is that people do really value the small business, which is like super cool. Like, yes. you know, if you walk down just like the main street in Dundas, it's like, mostly small business and I think that that's awesome and I think people get that and they want to support support the community so just always continuing to like find ways to connect with those community members so that they know that you're here because like you're saying it's there's a lot of people here we've been in Dundas going on three years now and I'm obviously still coming across people that have no idea who we are and they live in Dundas, right? So it's like, okay, how do we con- continue to connect with the community so that people can find out about our place, about your yep. place, and then they can experience it. And it's just like, that's what we're always trying to figure out how we can do. Am I supposed to talk to that? No. <laughs> no. What I've learned in the podcasting game is like, sometimes you just got to sit in the silence okay, and good. just I'm see like, what happens. All right. <laughs> um, I want to, uh, actually, before we transition into the rapid fire question, sure. is there anything that we didn't really hit on with regards to like Ben specifically that you would want people to know about or get out there? Um, yeah, I think there's this idea. I remember when I was going to studios, when I was a practitioner or, you know, just taking classes that, I thought I had to be something. I had to look a certain way, have a certain clothing, or have a certain attitude, or be in a certain mood, or anything like that. Um, But I I think I even said this in the class today, everything's welcome here. You know, you don't have to smile when you walk in here. You don't have to look perfect. Um, You don't need a certain clothing. Um, I wear t-shirts. I wear, I have the same t-shirt, like five of them. And I think I wear one almost every day. Um, Because it just doesn't matter. None of that matters here. It's all about just moving your body. um, Noticing how you feel as you move your body. Because that's the really important part. That And that's what, 
maybe that's a little bit the thing that makes us a little different is that all of our classes, there's a little bit, because it's a yoga studio where we do hit, bar, spin, all these things, but there's this component of always looking back internally. Yeah, I noticed that at the end today, and I thought that was great. Thanks. It felt good for me too, like after going through that hit or the kettlebell workout, kind of a little higher intensity, and then you kind of end on some of that just like yoga, stretching, more mindfulness, which I found to be the most important part of it, where I'm just like feeling kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And we do that on the bike too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I call it yoga on the bike sometimes. People message me and say, I had more of a yoga experience on the bike the other day than I have in any yoga class. Interesting. But why not, right? The room's dark. You're moving your legs. You're still moving. And then you push yourself out of your comfort zone. You come back. You rest for a second, right? Which is technically flow state. You're in it. (laughs) And then it's like, okay, tap in. What do you feel like today? Yeah. Right. And, and I think we all try to push away feelings that are uncomfortable. Right. So I don't feel good enough or, you know, um, uh, you know, there were, there were only five people in class today, you know, Oh, whoa, you know, we didn't have a huge class today. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So I can have this in my mind. What are people going to think that there was not a huge amount of people today? Well, it's fine. You know, it's the way it is, but I have to let that in. Mm. And if I push that away, then that's something that's going to be gnawing at me all day. And that's something that I want to bring in all the time. Everything is yoga, whether you're swinging a kettlebell, whether you're on a bike, whether you're out for a walk, right? When I'm doing my paperwork, it can all be yoga. Yeah. I love it can it. all be it. I love that. Okay. Um, Some rapid kay. fire questions for you. Okay. What um, is one of your favorite restaurants in the Hamilton Dundas area? Well, so we like to stay local. So we stay in Dundas and we, we go to four, (laughs) but we go like, we go like one, two, three, four, because we love them all. So we go to the cactus and then we go to the Collins and then we go to Bangkok spoon and then we go to the Winchester arms. (laughs) So we go through all four. I've never been to the Winchester. Oh, they're, they're such great people there. The, you know, like it's pub food, but we just love that pub environment you know, um, you know, like cheers, everybody knows your name, you walk in. So we love, we, but we love all four, like all, uh, not to say that the other restaurants aren't good. Like we've tried, we've, Batula's also nice. Um, they're all great, but those are just the, like you can, you can only spread it out so much. Right. So totally. that's where we, it's like our four. And then we spread it out when, when we see other people, but we just like, don't go out of Dundas is like a bubble. Yeah. You don't, you don't really have to leave, which is great. That's another reason why I, I love the area. Um, coffee or tea? I'm a coffee drinker, okay. but I drink coffee at home. How do you but, do your coffee at home then? Oh, I'm, you don't want to know. You shouldn't ask me because okay. everybody's going to laugh. Okay. I, I won't am, ask you that. No, it's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. I like instant coffee. <laughs> Classic. Here, here's my take on coffee. So like <laughs> I, I don't have any judgment on people consuming any form of caffeine because like I'm a, I'm a caffeine addict and I know people get caught up in the coffee world and like 
I'm all about a good a good or great cup of coffee. My business partners yes. love great coffee. They are like very focused on making this beautiful cup and I'm down for that. But I'm also cool with grabbing that instant coffee, mixing it love up instant and coffee. drinking it. I have no I qualms it. with doing that. So I, f- I feel you on that. But Domestique has a very mm. good a very good cu- cup of coffee as well. And they they give me my honey when I go there. So yeah. I, I do like it there. And I like the environment. I like the... I like the local feel there. They're great, yeah. You know, Chris, I've, Kendra, they're yes, awesome. They, yes. they're, they're crushing it there. Um, favorite way to stay active, let's say outside of what you do here. <laughs> what, do you know how much I do here? I love walking. Yes. So um, I have a dog, so I love walking him. During the pandemic, um, in 2021, they they closed outdoor fitness. I got so mad. Mm -hmm. I was like Forrest Gump. I just, but not running. I just decided I was going to walk and I started doing 40,000 steps a day Wow! for like all of May and June. It was insane. I was so mad um, that I had put so much into this outdoor and it didn't happen. So um, yeah, I, I walk a lot. Walking's I, great. I, I think it's it. like one of the most underrated things. And I, again, this is simplifying things, but I feel like if m- m- more people just walked 30 minutes a day, drank a little more water, ate a little more vegetables and higher quality food, like this world would be <laughs> a much better place. Absolutely. Like there's a, a tip I got, um, which was park as far away, wherever you go, whenever you yeah. go somewhere, park as far away as you can. Yeah. And that will increase your steps. Yeah. Um, I have a girl who comes here and she, I remember she came in for a, a massage one day and she said, oh, I just hit my 10,000 steps. I'm done for the day. And I said, why? And she went, what do you mean? Why? I don't need to get anymore. I'm like, yeah, but think of how good you might feel if you did. Well, this started her on a journey and now she's at 25,000 steps a day. And she texts me all the time and says, I can't believe that that one conversation started me doing this. I feel amazing. Like, because walking is just so nice. It's just such a nice feeling. I yeah, love it. I'm, I'm with you. Um, pancakes or waffles? <laughs> I don't do either. Fair enough. But if I had pancakes, I would also like bacon on them. Ooh, that's great. Yeah, that's the, I think that's how they came up with maple bacon is that you got all your syrup uh, onto the bacon by theory. mistake. That's, that's what I think. Okay. okay. Um, who Who's someone you think we should talk to that would be good for the podcast? Oh. Maybe Sky from Winterborne Cycle. Have you talked to him? No. Oh, so he has got a cycling... I think he's up in Greensville now, but he's he lives close to me. And he's, all, he's a local guy in Dundas. He's amazing. He helps me with the bikes. Cool. Um, and he teaches courses on how to repair your bike. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good person. To, yeah. He's to talk amazing. To. And he's such a cool guy and he's always out walking and hiking the local trails and he's a, he's a wonderful guy. Awesome. Um, last question I'd like to ask everyone yeah. is what does move local mean to you? So I think I probably answered that already with the walking. Um, I think, <laughs> Walking for me is all about community. I said I love connection, but I love to just walk and see all my people. My one girlfriend who comes walking with me, she she joked with me. She said, Joanne for mayor. Not that we have a mayor in Dundas, <laughs> <laughs> but of our little neighborhood, 
I'm the person who's always walking around. Oh, hey, how's it going? How's, how's the dog? How's the, you know, how, oh, your garden looks lovely. You know, checking in on all the people. And um, so for me, Move Local will always be just walking around my area and just keeping up with my neighbors because I love it. I love that. Um, yeah, thanks so much for your time, Joanne. If Thank you. If you want to uh, let people know where they can find you, if they want to come try, Ben, where you're located, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Okay, so we're located at 1685 Main West in Hamilton, which is where the Popeyes and Baskin Robbins are. And new stacked pancake house. Yeah, good breakfast, six ninety nine before nine nine a.m. on the weekdays. So good. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, we are at bendyoga.ca. Bend Yoga Dundas, because we were in Dundas, is our Instagram handle, and then just Bend Yoga Studio on Facebook. I love it. Yeah. Joanne, thanks so much for your time. This thank was a pleasure. You. Thank been you. Fun. Thank you for the workout this morning. <laughs> thanks My for day coming. is like already off to a great start. Had a workout, had a great conversation. Um, so I really appreciate your time. Thank you.